the Lord has really taught me that again, he's in the present and to trust him there because I know that he's good and he wills everything for my good. And I know that he loves me and that I belong to him. Again, I lead with fear. And so every moment I just try and pause and I think of like the objective truths, like the Lord loves me. He is love. I belong to him. He calls me his daughter. And because of that, I can trust him. Welcome back to the Valdoko Podcast. I'm Choma. I'm Amy. I'm Vicky. And I'm Father Steve. Our number Ooh. one fan is officially what? on the podcast. <laughs> what? Co number one. Co number one. But that's how you know Choma just listened because she said co number one. Yeah, because she heard. She heard. Not a text message. That was a podcast. <laughs> so welcome, wow. Choma, from. Uh... Thank you. From Tampa, Florida, on Zoomlandia. Thanks for joining mm-hmm. us for this podcast season, Advent, preparing for Christmas, all that good stuff. Um, yeah. yeah, we're here. We're so excited. Yeah, we are. We're really happy. To I'm have excited. You Thanks for taking the time. <laughs> of and, course. Uh, Thanks for having me. How is it down there in Florida? Well, today it's like a little cool, but like I told Vicky yesterday, it was perfect. I was about to say, she no, said even sunny and warmer. <gasps> Was it it was like 75. 70. It was like beautiful. I stepped outside and I was just like my mouth dropped. Good Lord. <laughs> she did her fit check. She did her fit check outside. <laughs> That's how good it was. So nice. I just really got back. Beautiful. I just got back from Arizona when we're recording this podcast. Ooh. I just got back from Arizona. I was in the desert for three days and it was glorious. It's so warm, sunshiny. The threat of death from yes, coyotes. Coyotes were circling <laughs> me. <laughs> Oh my gosh. But really beautiful. Terrifying. So it's nice to get that. I don't know. It's nice to in the in the winter to get a little shot of sun. Why do you think I'm desperate by the time it's yeah. time to go home? I'm like you need help me. <laughs> need need to be sun. home in the sun. I roast outside. <laughs> Can't wait. Yeah. But then there's also like the reverse. Like I want to feel like a little cold, you know, the Christmas feelings. Yeah. But this year I'm appreciative. Yeah. But I'm gonna go to Canada soon. So I'm sure I'll change my mind. Oh, yeah. I get, get that nice <laughs> yeah. fresh. So brisk. Yeah. Crispy. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So good. Well. But yeah, well, thank you. Thank you for coming on and uh helping us to prepare for Christmas and during this Advent season. Um and so this is uh, really preparing for the 24th of December. So the fourth Sunday, fourth Sunday of Advent, which also this year is Christmas Eve, which is a strange, strange reality. So our fourth Sunday. Maybe give people some like, what do they got to do? What's like, what should they be doing on that day? Saturday, Sunday, Monday. I know. What's their lineup? Well, you figure it out. Figure it out with your friends or family because it's, you can go to the vigil on Saturday or the Sunday of, when I say this, it's going to be confusing. So anyways. You got Yep. Your, your fourth Sunday, um, fourth Sunday of Advent is only in the morning. So it's the same. That Sunday is both the fourth Sunday of Advent and Christmas Eve. So if you choose, you can go to Saturday Vigil, right? So you can go on the 23rd Saturday Vigil and you can start your fourth Sunday of Advent that way. And then on Sunday, you could, if you wanted to, just go to the Christmas Vigil on that Sunday. Or it's not necessary to go to a Christmas Vigil. So you could, no? The way you just goes. said it. No, no, it was, you just said it. Okay. <laughs> but it was great. Yeah, not everybody goes. I don't think, my family used to go. I'm not sure if they go anymore. So you just use that Sunday as the fourth Sunday. And then on Monday, you go to Christmas Christmas Day Mass on the 25th. 
So it's like a wow. little, uh, or you can go to everything. You can go. Just go all day. Yeah, you can go Sunday morning for the. Okay, no goodbye. Sunday morning for the fourth Sunday, and then the Christmas vigil, and then Christmas Day. You can go again. Depends. Depends how you want to celebrate. Okay. You want to okay, be a maximalist, a minimalist. <laughs> Do you want to get your plan ready? So I really just hope you go. Oh, well, please go I'm time. always the do everything. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Must do everything. Well, almost everything. Maybe, oh, yeah. I'll do, we have like three masses usually on Christmas Eve at Mary Help. And then I sing in the choir. Mm. And so I usually will sing at like two of three of them. And then this time, I don't know what's happening. Oh. So we'll figure it out. Maybe all of them. Maybe I'll just hang out all day. She's going to be there for six masses. It's going to be three, <laughs> three, fourth Sunday of Advent masses, and then three Christmas Eve masses. It's be flown. It's like, where's Excellent. baby Jesus? Where's baby Jesus? Up there in the, up in there in the ceiling the with Pion. Levitating up there with baby she Jesus. Seems <laughs> <time. laughs> She's levitating. Oh so I have good. a fear of levitating. I'm not that holy. Now God's going to make no. it happen. That's going to no. be your miracle. No. He's going to be like, no. No. Put me down. Put me down. It's going to go real quick from one inch to 12. <laughs> a foot off the ground. Oh, no, Can you mortify her anymore? <laughs> I mean, I just think like God speaks into, sp- into fears too, you know? Ooh, good segue, girl. That Thanks. is a good segue. Because today, <laughs> wow. she, didn't know, she didn't even know. But today is, the theme of today is um, moving, replacing fear with trust, moving from fear, um, yeah, I guess to action or to living a life of faith, to trusting God. And we're really taking the example from, from our Blessed Mother is in the gospel, which we are going to read. Amy's going to read. But in the gospel, we, we will hear both, uh, you know, the do not be afraid. So Mary encountering the angel and saying, okay, do not be afraid, Mary, which means that she must have been afraid or there must have been some sort of fear there. Or at least that's what tradition holds is that uh, seeing, a, seeing an angel cannot be just like a buddy, buddy. It's probably a very extraordinary uh, circumstance and probably does bring some fear in the Bible. It always brings fear. Um, but then Mary says, okay, I'm the handmaid of the Lord. So replacing that fear with trust and then moving forward. Um, so we'll talk a little bit of like, we'll talk a little bit about that with, with Choma, but first let's, let's hear the gospel. A reading from the Holy gospel, according to Luke, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a town of Galilee called Nazareth to a virgin betrothed to a man named Joseph of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. And coming to her, he said, Hail, full of grace, the Lord is with you. But she was greatly troubled at what was said, and pondered what sort of greeting this might be. Then the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. Behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall name him Jesus. He will be great and will be called Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give him the throne of David, his father, and he will rule over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. But Mary said to the angel, How can this be, since I have no relations with a man? And the angel said to her in reply, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. And behold, Elizabeth, your relative, has also conceived a son in her old age. And this is the sixth month for her who was called barren, 
for nothing will be impossible for God. Mary said, Behold, I am the handmaid of the Lord. May it be done to me according to your word. Then the angel departed from her. Amen. So, uh, yeah, this is the this is the gospel for the 24th Sunday. Um, and 24th Sunday, the 24th, the fourth Sunday. So, Choma, but I guess just to begin, before we dive into the theme and everything, if you could just kind of introduce yourself, tell us a little bit about yourself, how you kind of ended up at where you are now, whatever you want to say. Okay, yeah, definitely. So, hi, I'm Choma. Koye. <laughs> um, I'm 27 years old. Um, I did not go to a solution school. Um, I went to public school. Well, I went to Catholic school. Well, long story. I grew up in Mississippi. So I went to Catholic school there um, <clears throat> until eighth grade. And then I went to uh, just a public school for high school. And then um, went to college locally here in Tampa. USF, woo -woo. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> um, and then yeah, I met the Solutions uh, almost right out of high school. So I graduated in 2014, and then um, I met the Solutions in 2015, and it was a really beautiful story of just like the Lord leading my family and I, and we're just going to like a regular diocesan parish, and um, some family friends. Like we saw them at mass every week. And then one week they just stopped coming. We're like, whoa, where'd they go? And so they came back one week and we're like, yeah, where were you? And they're like, well, we saw this amazing priest. And like, he was like standing on chairs. He was doing skits. <laughs> he was cracking everybody up, but he's just like, he's so amazing. You're like, do you want to come and like, check it out? We're like, yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so we went and that priest is Father Steve Ryan. <laughs> and so we went to <laughs> we went to Mary Help, and I just remembered like as soon as we like my family and I we like got there, it just felt like home. It was just so welcoming, and like um, everyone just learned our names. Like it felt like the first day. Like they really tried to reach out to us. And Father Steve himself, um, my family's kind of big. There's seven of us, and we're Nigerian, so our names aren't easy. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, but he really took the time to learn each of our names and. I like even on that day, I remember like my younger sisters were invited to youth group and they were just asking us, oh, do you want to get involved in this or do you want to try this? And it just felt like home. And so, um, yeah, after we left, my family and I were like, yeah, we're not going back to the other. Place. <laughs> we're, we're, we're staying here. <laughs> so, um, yeah, slowly but surely just started hanging around, getting involved. And my first Thing was I joined the choir again I was just asked like hey do you sing like, a little <laughs> and so like, yeah just come join the choir and such a beautiful experience um and then I was asked to be like a camp counselor uh, my siblings and I so we did that starting the summer of 2016 and then since then even this past summer I was I worked in camp so a long time um and then just different roles around. I would volunteer and there's, a, again, like our parish, there's a lot going on, but we have a lot of other things happening on our property. Um, there's a school, Crystal Ray. We even have a farm. Really, you guys have to come. Okay, come see the farm. Um, but, um, okay, perfect. Yeah, we even have like the retirement home for the retired Salesians there. 
And so there's just a lot, a lot happening and we have a beautiful campus. And so we do retreats and rentals. Um, and so I was the retreat coordinator for a little bit. I was the event coordinator for a little bit. Um, I don't know, just helping around doing random things. And then um, at the end of 2021, uh, Father Franco just like called me. He's like, hey, can you come in on Friday? <laughs> like uh yeah of course <laughs> and then he just like he's like I really need someone to help with communication um and I was like okay yeah of course and so yeah I just started working as communications from that day and that's what I currently do now so I'm the communications director and then also uh, coordinator of young adult ministry and I started with that in I think 2018 I think that's when I met you guys the CIM meetings then um yeah and in, just since then it's like the same as ever. I'm all over the place, even though <laughs> they're not my official titles. I like helping with the choir at Crystal Ray and we have a Christmas concert coming up. So helping with that and um, just being around, getting to hang out with the kids. And sometimes I volunteer at the farm too uh, for field trips with the kindergartners. It's the cutest thing in the world. Wow. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah, still singing in the choir and helping just you know on weekends when I can if they need anything just uh different things so still around still having a blast yeah <laughs> oh, beautiful. what did you get for your your degree what did you study or what did you want to do or what did you for this well uh so my degree is in business administration mm -hmm. I kind of just decided on business because I really never wanted like I never had a particular dream um, like growing up, you know, most people have like an idea of what they want to do, at least the field, but nothing really like spoke to me or stood out to me. And so like my whole family is in the medical field and I knew for sure that wasn't it. Was, like, <laughs> anything but the medical field. And like naturally I, I'm okay with like um, mundane or like tedious tasks and paperwork I kind of like to do. So I was like, okay, administration, business sounds okay. It's fine. and. So I did that and it was good. It was fine. And I worked as like um, an office manager for six years while I was like volunteering at Mary Help. But that was uh, my main job. And then, yeah, I quit. Yeah, and I just, man, I'm just so grateful to God every day that he allowed me to leave and really be able to just live this life of joy within this Legion family. Amen. Mm -hmm. Any other personal questions for Chioma? Chioma, why do we know you so well? Why do you know me so well? <laughs> why, um, why do we why do we think we know you so yeah, well? Yeah, that's a good I'm clear, kidding. Clear no, clear you, do. Part of a you do. You do <laughs> Thanks, Father Steve. <laughs> it is humble. Being sassy, you don't know me. I'm kidding. You do. <laughs> Um, but again, like within like the random things that happen around Mary Help and being involved everywhere, people just ask. <laughs> so like, hey, Choma, we need a chaperone for a solution leadership retreat. I'm like, I don't know what that is, but okay. <laughs> and so I started with that and then the COIA meetings as well. Again, like the youth minister, he's like, no, I can't go. And then I was just asked, hey, Choma, do, do you want to go? Okay, sure. <laughs> um, and then yeah, slowly getting to know you guys more and then being invited and 
having the opportunity to go back and serve every time. So just a lot of things. Um, I've been on core team three times. Um, and I was a chaperone for one January retreat. Uh, no, two January retreats. Oh, my goodness. Mm -hmm. Yeah, two. And then um, we got to go to Portugal together. Yeah, yeah. World Youth Day. And then Vicky got to go to St. Zati's canonization. Um, I don't know. Just a lot of beautiful opportunities to get to see you guys. It's just a blessing. Yeah. Which is another good transition because you seem to be good at saying yes, like our Blessed oh. Mother. <gasps> good Father's Day. Yeah. That was so good. But in the journey, how old did you say you were? 28, 27? 27. 27. In the 27 years, I'm sure there's been a lot of ups and downs, a lot of some moments of fear, anxiety, unknown, stress, whatever comes your way. But then, mm. okay, learning how to say yes, learning how to trust. So I don't know if you want to kind of open that up for us, open the kind of the discussion on, uh, yeah, just kind of what came up in your prayer as you were preparing for the podcast and kind of praying through the gospel and thinking about the theme. Um, but maybe you can just kind of open up that conversation for us. Yeah, of course. I would just like preface it by saying I'm like the biggest scaredy cat I know. So, <laughs> um, um, but yeah, um, I don't know. I think I approach everything with fear first, unfortunately. But um, just in my life, the Lord has, he's allowed me to trust him. And I'll, I'll try my best to circle back to that. Um, but um, fearful moments. There've just been so many. And even like I just mentioned, like leaving my office job to um, kind of figure out what's next. And I didn't have anything lined up or I didn't even have a clue. Um, I did know that I just, I wanted to be close to like the lesions and be at Mary Help, but I didn't really have like a concrete plan. Um, and that office job, it actually, I worked for my dad because he has a clinic. And so um, at that time I was basically like running the clinic because he would work remotely. And I, there was just so much fear in leaving. Um, I just thought everything depended on me. And if I leave one, like also I like, I still live at home. So I'm like, I have to see him all the time. Sorry, dad, sorry, dad. Uh, sorry, dad. <laughs> Yeah, but I knew also how much he wanted like one of his kids to take over his business. Like he really wanted it to be like a legacy. And it's it's a beautiful like practice. We help people um try and get off of opioids and it's it's a beautiful opportunity just to meet people especially like in their distress. And usually people aren't listening to them and kind of just be the love of Christ for them even if it's for a moment. And so I really enjoyed that part of the job, but it just, my heart just wasn't there. And so I remember being so scared to leave. And I was just like, I asked the Lord, I was like, Lord, if you would allow me, like, just, just help. I just need your help. And it just felt like he gave me like an okay. And so by the grace of God, everything worked out, but that wasn't easy. And then uh, getting into the new role that also was hard to adjust to in communications because I didn't go to school for that. I really had no idea. And it's all based in like the faith of like Father Franco, um, thinking that I could take on this role and not wanting to disappoint him and also wanting to do a good job. Because again, I love Mary Help and I just want to do 
the best that I can. And um, so uh, some fear there as well. And I would say like the most fearful I've ever been is like recent, recently. Um, and that's like in discerning my state of life vocation. Oh man, man, scary. <laughs> um, but yeah, just to talk a little bit about like some specific um, really scary moments for me. Um, so I started seriously discerning like religious life. Last year I did the Fiat project with the Salesian Sisters of the West, really beautiful um, program. I can't recommend it enough. I really would recommend it for just any young lady because they're so good at breaking down all vocations and really trying to give everyone the tools to be able to hear the Lord's voice and or however he communicates to each one of us. And um, yeah, so I did that program. It's just um, an eight month course and we meet once a month on Zoom and we're given like a spiritual director. We have small groups, we do Lexio and we even have like homework or like books to read. And But nothing was overwhelming. It just was, it felt really beautiful and such a blessing from God. And then so my spiritual director I was given was Sister Elfie uh -oh. and <laughs> she's, no wonder you were scared. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and I had heard of Sister Elfie. She was the teacher here when I first, uh, well, here at Villa, the sister school in Tampa, uh, when I first came to Mary Help. So I'd seen her around, but I didn't know her that well. And then by this time, she was in New Jersey. And so uh, it was such a blessing. The first time we met um, and we did spiritual direction, it was in person because I came up for a leadership retreat. And so she came a little early, she picked me up and we had coffee and we talked and I spilled my guts and <laughs> it was just, it was so good. But, um, and so in that time she invited me just to be open. And then a little later on, um, she invited me to a come and see, well, she invited me to two, but um, yeah, I went on both. And the first one was here in Tampa and the second one was in New Jersey at Mary Help there. And so, um, just like one experience that always stays with me is from that second comedy. And that was um, in May of this year. And so I went and I stayed in the provincial house. And so, you know, all of the sisters are there and they're all like, oh my gosh, you're ours. <laughs> Never leave. <laughs> and like they would come look me in the eye, you're so special. <laughs> yeah, just, they're, <laughs> they're so good. I love them so much, but it was really intense for like the first time meeting all of them. And it felt like a million of them. I'm sure there's not a million. <laughs> there's, a lot. Lot. there's a lot of them. Absolutely. The provincials are older there, yeah. Yes, and I just, room after room, I'm meeting sisters after sisters. <laughs> like, and they're all, yeah, exactly. Like looking me dead in the eye and just, um, yeah. But they're just so beautiful, so good. Um, but I remember even that was a little scary but I wasn't like terrified yet but um yeah just as I stayed throughout the days I kind of just followed sister Elfie around and you know when you're on a come and see you just do what the sisters or if it's for priests or brothers you do what the priests or brothers do and so following her around it was a busy weekend that was also ordinations for the solutions so a lot of running around um but still we had the times for prayer and meditation and just community bonding. So it was really beautiful to be there. And the thing that was the scariest, I think, was that it felt comfortable. Like it felt okay. 
And so I don't really struggle with intrusive thoughts that often, but I remember that night it was like the most intense ever. It was like, I was laying in bed and it was quiet. And the sisters go to bed really early, by the way, like eight. <laughs> I was at eight. <laughs> so why they have so much energy. <laughs> um, but yeah, laying in bed and just thinking about like, uh, where am I? How did I get here? What's going on? And just all of a sudden I heard in my mind, like, you have to be a sister. You have to be a sister. Like, this is the only life where you have to do this. You have to do this. And so I'm freaking out. I'm like, oh, what? I have to do it? Like, really? <laughs> I was like, um, I, I don't know. I'm not sure. This is really scary. And I think I could only think about the things I would lose or that I thought I would lose or be giving up. And I didn't even stop to think about all the beautiful graces that the Lord was offering me, if that's what he was calling me to. But I, that just, that time just really like knocked it out of me. I was so like, I was like in distress and I was like getting cold sweats and I was freaking out and I really just wanted to scream, but I knew like the walls were thin and like (laughs) some sisters were already bleeping. I'm like, I can't scream. What do I do? So I remember I was just like squeezing my pillow and I was just like, I felt like, I don't know, I was being taken over by these thoughts and I was so paralyzed. I couldn't do anything. And then just for one second, I like I was crying at this point and I just was like, I was I couldn't even like really make out the words, but I just was like, Jesus, help. And then everything went quiet. And so after that, I was like able to sleep and then I woke up the next morning and I just I don't know, I felt the Lord in my heart saying like, you know me and you know that wasn't me and you know I wouldn't say anything to you that you couldn't receive or you weren't ready to receive. And I was like, yeah, Lord, you're right. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then also another beautiful moment from that day. I don't think Sister Elfie even knows this, but that whole weekend, I think maybe I was like tired or like mad that I was being dragged along. I have no idea, like secretly mad. And so Mm -hmm. I was like poking Sister Elfie, not physically, but just like verbally. Does she think she's, oh, she could be. Okay, she's an introvert. She says she's an introvert. And so I was like, she calls everyone sis. So I call her sis too. Sis, you're not an introvert. <laughs> and so the whole weekend, like I'm getting like Sister Kelly on my side, Sister Christina, <laughs> I'm just <laughs> turning everyone against her. Revolution. <laughs> exactly. And so uh, we were in the car and I said it again. I was like, you know, you're not an introvert. And she was like, and you know, sis, I just got to say, you don't know me. And I was like, <gasps> you're right. I don't know you. And then I also like felt the Lord use that in that moment. He pierced my heart. And he said in the same way, he was like, only I can know you. Like other people can't tell you who you are. Only I can. And then, so from that moment on, it just felt like so much peace for the rest of that come and see. It was like a few hours. I'm so sorry. But (laughs) I I was able to relax and enjoy and just like have a blast with the sisters. And I'm even joking with them. Oh my gosh, I'm going to send you Christmas cards. I do need to send them a card. But (laughs) just like being able to have a blast and joke with like Sister Pauline about Sudoku and how other people hate Sudoku, but we love it. And just like really being able to enjoy the beauty of the sisters and the Lord within that congregation and just the moment and not what he may be asking me to do, 
and what the future holds, but to be present because he's in the present moment. And so there's just, I think from that experience, the Lord has really taught me that, again, he's in the present and to trust him there because I know that he's good and he wills everything for my good. And I know that he loves me and that I belong to him. And so, yeah, I try to, with every, again, I lead with fear. And so every moment I just try and pause and I think of like, you know, the objective truths, like the Lord loves me. He is love. I belong to him. He calls me his daughter. And because of that, I can trust him. Yeah. Amen. First, Joma, I mean, thanks for thanks for sharing and being open and honest and uh, really, really beautiful. Uh, I don't know if you guys have any, you want to say something you want to? Yeah. Um, I think that what's really beautiful about like hearing you share these things is like, I've okay. I've had the privilege of like hearing this story before, but it's one of those stories that like you wish you had recorded to like hear again and again. <laughs> and I didn't know you were going to share this today, which is really amazing. And okay. Like, she almost shared this with me and in turn we had like our own like retreat day and I remember like hearing you say these things and yeah and just like and watching how people like are around you you really do like help people be good and I think that's like the 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 reason why you're approached so often of like are you gonna be a sister like because it's like okay sisters help you to remember to be good and to like whatever that they're just easy like that's an easy thing that they like do just in their presence and for me then hearing this and then okay like being able to like yeah I don't know like walk with you silently and be like don't say that to her whatever like whatever but then (laughs) all these months later of like hearing you like share and like where you are and it's just so beautiful and I'm so glad that like other people can hear like the I don't know like your thought process in it because I think that's just I mean it's amazing it's like it's such a beautiful like and courageous like the fact that you're like I approach everything in fear but it's still courageous to like go on a come and see to go on two come and sees to like seek out this like discernment program and to journey with people to be open to a spiritual director to be open to share everything with that spiritual director to like and then in the midst of all of that like okay you can discern but you can be like really closed off to like the voice of God, you know, because out of fear, right? And that you're still yeah. like open and okay, it takes you like one night to one night of sleep to then go back to the chapel and be like, all right, Lord. And he's like, bro, that was crazy. Like, no, not me, right? And like, but then all the way, the beautiful ways that you say it in such a like simple and not simple. I mean, it's like the like so deep, but um, but even just like that, Jesus helped me, you know, and like how much that really does sound like Mary, whatever, you know, we don't have her internal like prayer dialogue of like what that would have been like, but even the way that you summarize it of like, okay, the Lord wills everything for my good, you know, and, mm-hmm. and the way that Mary responded is just so right. That's what it is. Like, that's like, let it be done to me, right. According to your will. And, and like, that's, that's, that's it right there. So I, uh, yeah, just thankful really that other people will hear like this, like beautiful, like trust that you have and that it's growing, right. That it's not just like, oh yeah. Like my disposition Amen. is to trust, but that it's, to trust after recognizing like I have fear so yeah just thankful for your sharing and like really your honesty because you could have just not said any of that stuff but yeah. talked about something else <laughs> you know so that's right <laughs> Amos 
So for me, I've never heard any of that before. <laughs> yeah, <me> so, <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much for, for letting me hear that. And, um, you know, just over here crying because <laughs> of how, <laughs> how beautiful and open, um, that sharing was. And this is probably going to echo, um, some of what Vicky was saying, but just like you are like such a beautiful, good person. And so to know you, like, I know that about you, but to like see all these things that just so realistically, like so practically, like just because you're a beautiful, good person doesn't mean that like, okay, you have to be this way. You have to be in this state of life. You have to approach everything with like this complete trust. You have to be all these certain ways. Um, and so just to hear like a real life example, like so solution to be like, these are, these are my faults. Like these are my flaws. And this is how God speaks through those moments. And this is how I encounter God, like in those areas. And this is what discernment looks like for me. And it's not simple and it's not always going to be easy, but like, this is real. And so like seeing you during that come and see, like the way you describe it, I would think like, oh my gosh, you must've been like crying in a corner. No, you were like thriving yeah. externally, like just like <laughs> saying hi to everybody like Miss Mayer. Um, but it's like to then, you know, be able to have access, like Vicky was saying, like we don't have access to like Mary's internal processing, but like you have allowed us to have access into like what we see, um, someone being able to handle and someone being able to thrive like internally, like what is actually going on. Um, and just again, like how you could have a thought that it doesn't need to be scary. Like it's a beautiful thought of like becoming a sister, but that command of like, you have to, it's an obligation. It's a restriction for your life, whether you want it or not. And like that recognition of realizing that like God would never force, it's always a choice with God. And so even if what I'm hearing in my heart is this like really beautiful thing, if it's coming from this place that like is, is abrasive and it's like, no, no, like this, this is forcing me into something like for you to have that recognition. And, and that moment, the next day of like, you know, that wasn't me. Like, you know, that's not how I am. So just kind of like this dichotomy of like, even if it's a beautiful thing to still have to discern that voice. Um, and then when you talked about kind of like finding your, your identity in Christ and, and knowing that, that comes from him and like he can give us that dignity he can give us um yeah just our identity and and to turn back to him but you do it in just such a realistic way so thank you for for allowing us into your thought process yeah for real thank you guys yeah beautiful really and i think uh for me just the i guess bring it back to the gospel and bring it back to scripture and our, and our blessed mother just to see okay the the fear and the yes, but then also recognizing we don't know that we don't know much at all about uh, about Mary's childhood, but she would have been a person of prayer. Like this wasn't just like, I'm not doing anything. I'm not praying. I'm not thinking about God. I'm not reading scripture. I'm not doing anything. Then all of a sudden an angel shows up and I become the mother of God. Like, no, that's that's not at all what we believe. And it's not really logical, but that she would have been a, like a good practicing Jewish woman um, who would have been living her life and reading the scripture and hearing the Psalms and like hearing all of this stuff. And so she had this great foundation that, uh, when this moment came that she had some sort of foundation and prayer life and being able then to say yes, that it wasn't just like this random, random event. And then all of a sudden she says yes and goes. And so I just see that with you as well. You know that doing the things that you have to do, 
putting first things first, making sure you're praying, make sure you're receiving the sacraments, you're, you have a good community, you have all these things, you're searching so that when these moments of fear come, that you do know where to go. You do know how to say, Jesus, help me. You do know how to speak to family or friends about the situation. Um, so I really just encourage everybody who's listening to that it's not this one-time event. I can't expect to do nothing and then have the things I need to get through difficult, anxious, stressful situations that I really, when life is good, I should be putting in just the amount of work as when life is tough or whatever, even more like setting the foundation and making sure that we have good community and we're praying, we're reading scripture and we're doing all the things that we're supposed to do um, consistently. So that when these moments of fear or difficulty come, I know where to go. I know where to turn. I know what to do. Um, so I really, yeah, from your story, just kind of seeing that and relating that to, to our blessed mother, um, that before and after that event, she, she would have been just a good, faithful, generous, humble servant. So she was that before, and she was ready to continue to do that in the way that, that God called her to do. Um, so she had a little like, different vocation. Maybe it didn't exactly go the way she wanted to, but because of her humble foundation, she was ready to continue to be the humble handmaid. And then from there, she goes in haste to visit her cousin Elizabeth. No, So it's like still this humble servant uh, with her ordinary everyday life. Um, so I definitely, yeah, thank you from here with all the work you're doing down in Tampa for the community, Father Franco, for the Salesians, the office, the core team, uh, you know, all that humble service, I think is a good foundation. Uh, so I don't know if you want to speak quickly just on on some like practical things, like to kind of break that open a little bit. Okay, we heard your story. It was beautiful. Thanks for sharing. But then, okay, what are some practical things that you do on a basis, like a daily basis to sometimes the little fears, like the little anxieties, the little stressors, the the little things that you can do to kind of help you get over that, build a good foundation, and then be ready for these bigger, you know, bigger decisions or these bigger fears or these bigger stressors or whatever. So maybe just like giving some practical advice to people who are listening on uh, just like what you do day to day kind of thing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and also I'm someone who um, I try and do a lot by myself. I feel like the Lord has given me some gifts and he's like, he's allowed me to be able to help. And so I try and do a lot by myself, which ends up pushing the Lord out. And then I can like, once I'm in like go mode, I can go almost forever. It feels like, um, but then that's not a fun place to be because the Lord's not there. And so like slowly over time, I've just um, kept practices and where I am today is definitely not where I was yesterday, not saying I'm in a perfect place, but not to like, I don't want to overwhelm anyone with like what I do, if it sounds like intense, but just knowing like it was a process and I was led by the Lord. And so for me, like the Lord is absolutely number one in my life. And because I say that I have to practice it. And so I go to daily mass. Well, okay. Yes. I pray in the morning. I start with the morning offering. I'm trying so hard to do morning prayer because Praying in the morning is so hard for me. So yeah. I'm like, okay, morning <laughs> prayer. Like, I'm going to do it. The breviary, I'm coming for you. <laughs> so, <laughs> do, um, so even if I don't get to morning prayer, I will always offer um, my day. And it's just like a piece of paper. I wrote it down. It's on the back of my door. So before mm -hmm. I leave, head out my door. It's right there. I say it. And um, so, yeah, I'll do that. And I'll go to mass. Again, I'm blessed to work on the campus. We have two chapels and a church. And so not I bad. make it, yeah, not at all. 
<laughs> and so I, I tell myself or a rule I have for myself is every day for no matter how long I have to say hi to Jesus when I get there and I have to say bye to him. And so it could be a few minutes. It could be it's never an hour, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Choma, for making it relatable. <laughs> but um, just like saying hi to him and like welcoming him into my day and then at the end, thanking him for just everything. And then I do the Angelus. Yeah, not at 6 a.m. That one I don't make. <laughs> but I I do my best to do 12. And uh, then I'll do 6 p.m. as well. And then at three, I don't do the whole divine mercy, but I do like the short prayer. It's just a reminder, Jesus, I trust in you. Um, and so like, and then throughout my days or throughout the day, I try to just orient every task. And I start by just entrusting it to the Lord. And I ask, or ask Mary, Mary, like, even like recently, my prayer has been like, Mary, like, just please be a mother to me. Like, I've really been feeling like I need her help and like her, her trust and her love. And so I'll start, you know, everything I do. And then just sometimes throughout the day, it's stressful. And so I'll just like take a deep breath and I'll say, Lord, thank you. Or I'll walk outside where the weather's beautiful, like today again. And I'll just like look up and I'm like, oh my goodness, Lord, thank you so much. And just, yeah, staying grateful and again, like just making sure to invite the Lord into everything. And then a time that's really important for me um, is my prayer in the evenings because I do prefer to pray in the evenings. And so I said it every day at eight and I don't give myself like a strict time limit. I, I try and say at least 15 minutes for like the days I'm feeling tired. But then it's like when you say that you're you feel like free. So it's usually like longer. But it's just a time where I don't come with like anything before the Lord. I just come. And so I stay still. And however, I try and listen to however he wants me to be in communion with him that day for that time. And sometimes it's the rosary um, at that time. Sometimes it's evening prayer. Sometimes it's me picking up the guitar and singing. And sometimes it's just being still. I would say most of the time it's just being still and quiet. And then I also like people have a joke in my house because I watch like virtual adoration. So like they'll walk into <laughs> my room <laughs> or like my laptop. Like, oh, Jesus, I didn't see you there. It's just such a good reminder. Like he's he's always with me, but like sometimes I forget. So I got to I have to see him. And just like, I'll be doing my random tasks and I just have Jesus pulled up. <laughs> like, <laughs> one time is Jesus, one time is my work. <laughs> but really just making sure he's in everything because like truly he's in every moment. Like he's always with me. He's always with us. And so like, if he's with me and he's present to me, I want to be present to him too. And that's, it's hard, especially the busyness of life. And, you know, not every day is like, not all plans will work out. You know, I won't always get to go to mass when I want or like say the rosary when I want, but I have to make it a priority because truly I know that I can't do the things that I want and I can't do the Lord's will and I can't serve without him. It's for him and I can only do it with him. And so, yeah, I, I feel like I draw so much inspiration and Mary is just, she's always so close to me, so good to me. and. At Mary Help, we always say, Mother Mary brought you here. Yeah. There's a massive sign in the hallway. And every day I pass it, I'm like, yes, thank you, Mother. <laughs> Thanks, Mom. <laughs> always. Thank yeah, you so much. Cool.
And I feel like she's just so good that she's, she's just so good at turning my, like turning my attention back to the Lord, because that's where all her attention is. And so she's like the perfect person, the perfect example, the perfect mother to really lead me to the Lord. And so, yeah, with her, I feel like I do all of my prayer moments through the day and I try and remember that none of this is like mandatory. Like I don't have to go to daily mass. It's beautiful. Like right now, I feel I need it. Truly, I do. But <laughs> um, it's not mandatory. Like it's not the command of the Lord that I go to mass every day. I do these prayers throughout the day. I do this. I do this. I do it because I love him. And I want to be like in union with him the best that I can here on earth, hopefully to get to heaven one day. And so that's why I do all of these things. And truly for me, it doesn't feel excessive. It may sound crazy for someone who, you know, is just, you know, working with just praying like a few minutes a day, which I think is beautiful. Like any moment you can give to the Lord, like he can just do so much with it. And so nothing is too small for him. And it really, like I said, I feel like the Lord has led me to these different prayer moments. I didn't start by saying, I'm going to go to daily mass. I'm going to do the rosary every day. I have to, I have to. It started with like just a little prayer time and okay, I'm going to give 10 minutes to the Lord today where I'm just going to be still. I'm not going to vent. I'm not going to say all of these prayers that I think I have to say. I'm just going to come before him. And slowly, slowly, like he led me to these different things and these different ways to encounter him. And again, I'm just, I'm so grateful. Yeah, really. And I'm grateful too that you just preface with all that because so many, too many people that feel like it's obligation. You know, it's obligation and there's a certain way that I have to live the faith, but just recognizing that it has been a process for you and building this foundation has looked differently and it looks different every day, but you like the priority is there. Like you want to love Jesus and you want to be his friend. You know that he is your savior and, and that we have a big family with mama Mary and everybody. And so just like what that looks like for you is going to look different for everybody, but the priority should still be the same. Like the priority of living the faith and, and doing these things should be the same for all Christians but it's just going to look differently for, and I love the adaptability that you have. Okay. At, at three o'clock, I'm not going to say the whole divine mercy chaplet today or whatever, but at least I'm going to say, Jesus, I trust in you. And that works for you. I never remember 3 PM. So it's not in my daily thing. Um, but each one of us has their like trying to center our day on Jesus. And that looks different for me as a religious, as a priest, then Vicky and Amy here, different ways, you, uh, the young people who are at school, like it's all going to look different, but let's wake every, like we can wake up every morning. It's okay. What is, if Jesus is my priority, if God is my priority in my life, like, what is it going to look like? And actually do some strategic thinking and saying, like, where am I going to pray? Where I'm going to be the happiest? Where, whatever. So I really thank you for yeah, sharing that personal stuff, but also keeping it and saying, recognizing it's not going to be the same for everybody. This is not, not everybody has to be Chioma and do what she does. <laughs> Definitely don't do that. Don't be me. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. And just to, yeah, to continue that thought of like, that you're flexible in it. Like I, you know, I've had the privilege, I, you know, many, many times of just like living with you or living like nearby you and um, yeah. And seeing the way that you're flexible, depending on like what's going on in your day and, and hearing you talk about those things and, and just the way that you invite people into it. And I think that that's a, another like key thing of like, like you're also a person, right? And there are things happening in your day and it's not inviting to be like, hold on, please hold that thought. I need to go pray and like leave. And you don't do that. Like you really don't like, you know, if somebody asks you what you're doing, like, okay, you're inviting into it because it, it's happened to me, right? Of being like, what are you doing? And she's praying the Angelus. And I'm like, please remind me, I want to do it. And I, you know, don't, 
but she does, right? So I think that's also like the beautiful part is that wherever you are in, in your in your faith, that like first you can invite people into that, um, but also like the rigidness also doesn't allow like for you to like actively live it and for it to be this like like real part of your life because like things are going to happen in your life and not that you shouldn't prioritize prayer, but that's not going to be this free prayer that Yoma is speaking about to like sit there open and like to sit with the Lord, to be still, all of those things are not going to happen if your mind is preoccupied somewhere else. So I think it's like, what's beautiful is you're also speaking about like the realistic, like faith journey, um, like as a lay person, as a sister, as a daughter, living at home, working, you know, giving your time and, and being generous with your time um, and taking care of like your own needs, like all of that is happening while you're also like trying to grow deeper in this like relationship with God. And I think like that's my like been one of my favorite things that I've like learned from you is like just this like practical piece that it's just being intentional. And then this like little like practical part of prayer that it's possible. You have to be a little bold and you have to have a little like, you know, um, uh, what's the right word? I don't know, like discipline, like a little self-discipline, but that it's flexible and you can invite people. And so, yeah, just thankful for your witness and um, for the way that you share and, and that you speak so, I don't know, boldly about it because, you know, maybe if somebody doesn't know you, they're like, oh my gosh, like, what is this? But this is real. Like, this is who you are, which is kind of incredible. So uh, yeah, so I'm just thankful for your sharing and uh, and really your witness. It's real. So yeah. And I think my takeaway from this part of the conversation is just like this hope that I'm going to reflect on in my own life, like what I can do that like God is calling me to go deeper, but that everybody who's listening will also do the same. So um, like you said, um, not not that everybody has to do everything that you do or that you have to do every single practice in the Catholic church that you hear about, but really to reflect on how can I go deeper? Like, how is God calling me to go deeper? Is it daily mass? Is it having a deeper relationship with Mary or a deeper relationship with Jesus in the Eucharist? Is it going to adoration once a week? Is it having a set time at the end of my day? Is it doing a prayer first thing in the morning? So really to just see how God is calling you right now where you are to go deeper. What's one step deeper I can go? So if you're starting with, I don't even think about God today, like, okay, then what's that first step? But if you're like, hey, I'm in pretty good shape. I pray my rosary every day. I go to mass every day. And it's like, okay, well, what's one step deeper though? Like there's always that invitation. And so I really appreciate that you kind of put that when you're talking about it, like it doesn't have to be all this. It doesn't have to look like this, but just that call to start thinking about where am I being called to go one step deeper? Yeah, and we can't trust if we don't have a relationship. You can only trust friends, right? So if you don't have a friendship, if you don't have a relationship, impossible to trust. That's Salesian education is all based on that. No education without affection, no education without trust, no education without love. So same thing. No, we can't get over our field fears. We can't live this life if we, yeah, we can't trust God if we don't know. We can't trust God if we don't spend time. So uh, thank you for your witness and uh, maybe just giving us like one or two sentences of advice. Give me give me some advice or give me give the young people who are listening or somebody um, just give us yeah give us a sentence or two of, of advice before we leave yeah i think um yeah what amy said just really choosing one thing and focusing on it like one way to go deeper and so yeah like she said maybe you have a hard time 
just being still and sitting with the Lord. And we know the Lord like speaks through silence most often. And that's really where he is and wants to meet us. Um, so maybe challenging yourself to put your phone down and just being still. And um, yeah, I would say just pick one thing, one good like practice, maybe that's speaking to you or you have a good experience with or you like to do. Maybe that's the rosary. Maybe that starts with one decade of the rosary. And just sticking to that and being consistent. And I would say just making like little acts of trust throughout the day. Um, maybe you're nervous about a test or even like going to a new place or a new job or an interview or just anything. And just instead of going through all the checklists of all the wrong things that could happen, I do that. Um, just, you know, why not? Like trust the Lord. Say, okay, Lord, you know what? I I usually worry but I'm going to give it to you today. And I would say just starting there. So little acts of trust and then one concrete way to pray and then asking the Lord for help. And I like promise he will lead you. Amen. Thanks, Beautiful. Jomi. Yeah. Thanks, Joma, uh, for sharing. And as you know, since uh, since you're such a great listener and such a supporter of the podcast, ask her what's going to happen. What's See if she knows. Now? I have to close with prayer. Oh, <laughs> well, I'm so surprised. I didn't know. <laughs> so yeah, if we could just lead us out in prayer, that would be wonderful. Of course. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. amen. Thank you, sweet Jesus, for this day. Thank you for Father Steve and Vicky and Amy and everyone listening and just the gift of being able to come together and speak about you, especially um, we're in this Advent season and at this time it's coming to a close, but really we know that as you come to us in the incarnation, you are also coming into our hearts. And Lord, we just pray that you lead us, lead us to trust you and to love you. And Blessed Mother, we entrust everything in our hearts, all of our worries and our fears to you to lay down at the Lord's feet. As we say, Hail Mary. Holy Lord, grace, Lord, the Lord is with thee. Blessed, blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Mary, help of Christian. Pray, pray for us. us. Saint John Bosco. Pray, pray for us. Saint Mary Mazzarello. Pray, pray for us. Saint Francis de Sales. Pray, pray for us. Live Jesus in our hearts forever. Amen. 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 Father, Son, Son Holy, Spirit. Holy Spirit. Amen. We will not be afraid, my friends. <laughs> so Thanks, Yoma. Thanks so much. We will. Thank uh, you. Yeah, I'm sure we'll see you soon. I hope we see you soon. I'll see you in February at least. Stop rubbing. If I in. don't see her every other month, I'm like, it's what, been what, too what? long. <laughs> <laughs> Get yourself to see. I think. Oh my gosh. Um. Uh, I'll see you in February. February. Amen. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. Thank Merry you. Christmas. I think we can say, yeah, Whoa. when you hear this, it's about Christmas. Merry but, Christmas. Uh, yeah, hope Advent Are you singing uh, to sing? No, we're nobody's singing right now. We've got to go. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Bye, Tony. Bye, Tony. Bye, Bye, everybody. God bless. Bye.